Knock, knock. Who's there? Snatched. Snatched who? Your fucking wigs were back with season four, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, wigs Woo! and snatchettes, and welcome back to another episode of the Snatch Podcast, season four. Can you believe we're here for season four? It's been a hot minute since we've actually jumped on the recording studio, um, brought to us by Squadcast. But we're back with a vengeance, season four, This Little Life of Mine. Um, and This yeah. Little Life of Mine is essentially just us reviewing viewing what life is at moment i think we can all yeah. appreciate it's very difficult during these um mm. times um and we're going to bring you a few episodes that's got things to do about relationships we've got a really mm -hmm. cool episode that we're going to uh, record uh, for you looking at cosmetic surgery and the rise of that mm. in this life of ours yes. as well as other things as well so stay tuned but before we kick off into the first this first episode of season four which is titled forgiveness for the entitled, enlightened, I should say, just to do a little bit of PR. Um, if you're not following us already, please feel free to follow us at snatched.podcast on Instagram. And you can listen to this podcast and all other episodes from different seasons, as well as our, um, what other seasons did we do? Oh, we do dilemmas as well. God, yeah. season dilemmas and tells from the timeline. timeline you can listen yeah. to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon and SoundCloud as well. Um, so, yes. Um, so, as I said, uh, we are going to kick off this episode. And this episode is, as I said, called Forgiveness for the Enlightened? Question mm. mark. And the reasons why we thought it was going to be a good episode to kind of explore is I think we can all appreciate there's been a massive rise in kind of like self meditation and spirit spirituality i should say mm. and i think that there's been a massive there's a big narrative in terms of people trying to reach the state of their higher self yeah. um and for us and for what's been out there on social media and different blogs that we've read and stuff like that a big focus is about forgiveness and forgiveness is almost like the fundamental contributor to individuals reaching their highest stoic self i should say mm. but sometimes it's quite hard to forgive. Quite hard. It it's is. quite hard to forgive. And I do think that some people have different definitions um, of forgiveness. So I'm going to throw it out to you, Latoya, and tell, tell us, what, what for you, what is the definition of forgiveness in this entirety? Oh, see, this is a really complex topic for me because I think I understand what the definition of forgiveness is. And I can give you the psychologist definition of forgiveness oh go ahead please so psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness studies have found that acts of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health lowering the risk of heart attack <laughs> just think of them times i've been stressed oh, God. Uh, improving cholesterol levels and sleep reducing pain blood pressure and levels of anxiety depression and mm. stress so for me my understanding of my understanding of forgiveness is exactly that definition you're releasing what you feel about that person about the situation the trauma the acts whatever it may be and you're letting it go and you're saying you know peace on to you deuces it's cool like i'm not necessarily i'm fine with what you've done but I'm releasing whatever negative feelings I have about that situation. Mm. It's now done for me. Mm. Whether I find that easy to do is another question altogether because I struggle with the concept of forgiveness. 
Okay, let's chop it up. I'm excited. Go ahead, tell us why. (sighs) So, like, I want to say that I was brought up in a Christian household. You go to church every Sunday. And forgiveness, love, compassion, peace, these are all cornerstones of being a good Christian. Mm. And you're often taught, you know, God forgives you, so you must also forgive others. Um, you're told these things, but it doesn't teach you, or it never taught me how to forgive. I was just told to forgive, which is not an easy concept to do because you're grappling with whatever the actions people have taken against you and you're trying to work out why. And I think that until you can define why, whether that's actions and also maybe also accepting you might never get an answer from the people who've done these things to you, only then can you let go. Mm. That's kind of what I think. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, you know what? I do agree with you in terms of I think that it's about the how. I don't mm. think to your to your point in faith and in spirituality, mm. you're not necessarily taught as to how to forgive it's just okay this is what you need to do um i don't think there's a bigger expert there might be some exploration in terms of why you should forgive because you know you don't forgive the other person you do it to forgive yourself and release yourself and this that and the third but i Mm. think that it is very for me i think it's very much about a process i agree Mm. with what you're saying in terms of actually you just kind of like let things go um Mm. because you kind of get to a state after you've gone through like the heartache and the and the trauma and the turmoil you do get to a state where you're just like actually you know what it is what it is and you move Mm. on now I don't know if I is that because I've kind of like forgot not necessarily forgotten about it but I'm just like fuck it I can't waste my time and thinking about it anymore because it's starting to impact me that's number Mm. one that's one option or the second option is actually do I fundamentally forgive the person for their bullshit I do think Mm. it just depends on the particular situation because I do do you think there's different levels of forgiveness as well because some people just like forgiveness is forgiveness so for example if I was to follow up with a friend, the friend done something that was really bad mine, and I end up forgiving them and still had a relationship. I'm like, okay, mm. cool, that's one element. But let's say if someone like done something that fundamentally like, you know, fucked up like my family member or someone I love or someone quite close mm-hmm. to me and they intentionally done it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be able to be in that same breath of fig- I don't think I'll be able to forgive them in that perspective. I think it's about the intention, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I think if people go out there to intentionally cause harm or upset, uh, individual then I think that I can be quiet I'm just like fuck it I'm not going to forgive you but I think if it's like you know we are all human we all make mistakes and yes I think that everyone is capable of forgiving but I do think it just depends on the particular situation I agree if because that makes to sense be honest, yeah I totally agree because to be honest uh there's been situations that have happened in my life where yeah. um can I say that I forgive those people I'm not sure if it means that I don't um, care about those people and those actions anymore, then you could class that as I forgive it. But do I forget it? No. Like I think it's it's about what yeah. it's about what that action has done for you. And like you said, very rightly so. It's the intention behind the action. If it's like clumsy mistake, you know, sometimes you can let those things go. For me, I think I have got a big heart. I do give people a lot of olive branches. I'm, I'm happy to keep giving out the branch every time if I see genuine remorse if you come back to me and you say no I am really sorry for what I did this is the reason why xyz I I can give an olive branch and I can be like okay but there's a limit and Mm. there's a limit to the level of disrespect there's a limit to the level of hurt that they're giving you is that something that you're prepared to put yourself through 
on the off chance that they might do it again. Mm. And I know that not everybody is the, the sum of their past. People can change and they're not necessarily going to do that again. But from my perspective, I have to see genuine remorse. I'm not saying you need to get down on your knees and cry. I'm not asking you to beg me. I'm not asking you to, to say like, Latoya, you're queen of the world. I'm so sorry. I'm not asking for that. I just ask for you to be sorry and also to take accountability because I would do the same for you. For me, in terms of when I'm apologizing to people, I have to take accountability for my actions. And I think sometimes when people come back to you to apologize, it's about the lack of accountability. It's about the lack of, well, I did it because X, Y, Z, and that was the end of it. It's like if you've got a friend who, I don't know, constantly cancels on plans for you, okay? You're someone who's like, your time's quite precious you know and they constantly constantly cancel cancel on plans for you and you raise that with them to say like you know look you're really upsetting me if you've been late all the time and they're just a bit like yeah but yeah but like i mean there's not really a proper apology if they keep doing mm. it again so it's whether you're going to accept that and say this is how this person is they're late for everything i'm just going to accept that's what it is or whether you're like actually i'm reclaiming my time and i don't mm want that in my life so i think it like it's the, it depends on the action and i think it depends on the level of accountability people want to take but then what do you do if the person doesn't apologize to you if there's no you know that's not forthcoming you're not in communication with the person mm -hmm. how do you how do you seek to find a place of forgiveness from there oh i just let the relationship go Mm, I just let the relationship go. I don't think, I think it's more painful to try and hung on because you need to, I think there's a big thing about acceptance, right? Yeah. So you just need to accept the bullshit and the fuckery that the person has done and you would hope mm. that they come back and apologise but if they don't, then there's no point in you trying to run them down for an apology because you know you're not going to mm -hmm. get it anyway. 100%. So actually from that perspective, just like, okay, cool, fuck it, just let the relationship go. But I think mm. that I'm quite like that though. So I do, there have been moments where I've just, yeah, I just cut the, I just severed the relationship because I know mm. that I'm not going to get what I require but then I have yeah. to think to myself I was like do you actually require it do you actually care that much yeah. and I'm like it depends again it, I think it depends on like the tenure not necessarily just the tenure but the intensity of the relationship that mm. I have with the individual or not um I can be quite cutthroat at times I think I've cut off some family members um quite Same. quickly um <laughs> I've got some family members quite quickly I think it's probably easier to do that with family it's interesting because I think that I do go through a um a stage of seven the relationship quite quickly when it comes to like family members friends not so much mm. um that's quite interesting because I think for me friends have been the family that I chose growing up so actually yeah. when I was growing up and going through like my adolescence and like being a young man etc I think the my the people who I had around me supported my growth so I think that's mm -hmm. quite that that's quite important to me friendship's quite important to me whereas in I think with family members and then some past relationship I could easily just sever that relationship because I'm just like it is what it is I think over time I've probably been let down and be disappointed more so from family members and past relationships where mm. in comparison to friends. So therefore the friends get their forgiveness whereas the family members, they don't, if That's that makes sense. That's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. That's really, That's really interesting. But a big thing that you turned in and said as well, and what you mentioned about, you know, people coming back and if they're not remorseful and they don't apologize, etc. And, you know, sometimes you think give somebody, give them so many multiple chances, mm. but sometimes I don't necessarily 
it's not that I don't forgive them. I just cut the relationship because if you're going over, if there is a situation where you're chan when someone is repeating the same behavior over a long period of time, they're not going to change. So a, they're yeah, not going to change sure. the behavior, and b, you can't expect apology. So again, going back to my original point, sever the relationship. Although mm. I do that, it's quite hard for some people to do that. But yeah. I do think that it is yeah that whole element of accepting this is what it is and then I think yeah. you move forward I think once you accept it then almost you're in this space where you can focus on other things as well I agree and again something that else that you said in terms of like um you know uh when people if you if you do something wrong if I've done something wrong and I apologize and sometimes I think you can get those people that want you to grovel on the floor oh yeah I'm like that is not gonna happen I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know. Because <laughs> you do, you have those situations where the people expect you to be like, oh my God, and they just sort of bow down, grovel yeah. on the floor, and they're there to serve you, and you have to serve them. I'm like, no, I wasn't no. put on this earth to serve anybody apart from myself and this, mm. whoever it is above. <laughs> that's, it. <laughs> that's it. So that's quite interesting. Have you been in situations like that before? What, where the person's expecting me to grovel? Yeah. I mean, I'm never wrong, so I don't really... I mean, this is it. You know what I was about to say, you know? Oh, my God, that's so... Uh, because, you know, Libra and balanced, yeah? Libra and balanced. Li Libra and balanced, the scale no. of justice. You know what cracks me up? <laughs> I was thinking about the same thing the other day. I was thinking, something happened, and I was just like, God, I was just like, the reason why I don't apologise is because I never put myself in positions where I need to. <laughs> <laughs> And there it is. And there it is. Oh my god, look at the star side wars. Oh, no. no, anyway, but go ahead, go ahead. Um, no, that's arrogant of me to say. Um because uh, I have uh, And of us, I would say. As of well. us, yeah. <laughs> like I have fucked up and I've made some god awful mistakes in my lifetime. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm I'm not uh, ignorant to that fact. Mm. Um no one's ever especially asked me to grovel, but then I don't find it difficult to apologize. And therein mm. lies a difference. Because for me, I'm about if someone has explained to me why I've hurt them and what I've done, then of course I feel it's important for me to to look at, reflect at why I've done it. And maybe in sometimes justify my point of why I've done it. And sometimes I have um, apologised for how I've made them feel, but I'm not apologised for what I said, which I can be a horrible apologise. I'm not going to lie. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I truly stand by what I said. Because for me to get to that point, to say something that's so out of turn, mm. um, and I know everyone says I'm shady, I'm working on it. But for me to say something <laughs> that is completely out of turn, like really rude or really cutthroat, I have to be pushed to that point. I like I, I wouldn't say it generally. I'm all about keeping the peace. Mm. So I will apologise, but there's some things I'm not going to apologise for. And I have often found that if I've reached a deadlock with somebody in terms of like, they have their opinion right or wrong, I have my opinion right or wrong. I, I'm, a profession, I'm a professional ghoster. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a professional ghoster. Um, I just disappear off the face of the planet for people because I have no interest in continuing whatever this situation is. And that's friends, family members, past yeah. relationships. I just ghost. And I know that's not always the right thing to do, but for me, the relief that I have, especially when I know that those people are not treating me right, like mm. they're not valuing my time, they're not respecting me, the relief I have once I've severed those ties, that you can't quantify that because I suddenly just feel like the weight is off my shoulders, even if the hurt remains. Mm. So in terms of like forgiveness, I think actually I'm doing you a favor by cutting you off. Because <laughs> now, you know what, if you're not sorry, if you don't care, it's deuces, because I don't know either. We're like, mm. we're done. 
Like there, there's nothing to entertain, but I think that has come with age. And mm. I don't think if you ask me that question, no, no, I've ghosted people in my early twenties. But I'm saying that like I think it would have been more difficult for me to do uh, in my early twenties as opposed to now, where I'm on the other side of thirty-five. It's actually not that difficult for me to do it because you know what? My mortality is in question, and my life is for living. And <laughs> Did I... you say your mortality is in question? No, but you know what? I think as you get older, you know that this is not forever. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So for 100%. me to waste. The precious minutes that I yeah, have on, on right. this earth to be so consumed with, like, how someone has hurt me. I, I can't. Because you know what? No. That's not going on my tombstone. So uh, let me do in life what I can do. And with those situations, you know, I have to let it go. But like you said, Dua, not everyone can do that. And I know for some people, they really need that I'm sorry or whatever in order for them to forgive but like we said earlier like who are you forgiving for and we're mm. like two air signs in this conversation so i think air signs this is quite biased back to start, we're quite sure. biased because i think we i think i'm gonna say it not to make it astrology talk but i do think aquarius gemini's and libras i think we can ghost people i think we're quite good at air signs because we're like air we're gone <laughs> <laughs> the sound effects there <laughs> Yeah, like no, my agreed. sister's a Gemini, she can ghost people. We, me and my sister, yeah. as air signs, do not find it difficult to cut people off. We just don't. Yeah. Sorry, but anyway, I'm moving away from astrology before someone tells me no. I'm a, I'm a Sagittarius. I can ghost people. Okay. <laughs> Bring me the facts. <laughs> Bring me the facts. Um, go ahead. Sorry. Go on. No, no, go on. I was going to say, like, in terms of, because, um, you know, there is that thing about forgive and forget. Mm. And I don't know if you, I don't think it's, I don't think it's healthy that you forget. Right. Mm. And the reasons why I say this, like, hear me out here, because I know some of the wigs and satchets and be like, bitch, she's definitely going to be holding a grudge. I can hold a grudge 100%. <laughs> um, no, 100%. I'm going to be very open and honest. I can hold a grudge. Actually, no, let me reframe that. It's not a mm. grudge. Mm. I just don't forget. So, for example, mm. if there, there has been situations in the past where people have done some fuckery things from family mm. members and stuff, and yet yeah, I've forgiven them and that's it, they've come back. Okay, cool. Mm. But I don't forget the behaviour and the nonsense that they were operating with that mm. caused us to be in this space in the beginning, initially, mm. right? And if the behaviour is exactly the same in the future, I'm going to call them out on it. They haven't actually mm -hmm. learned. So mm -hmm. in terms of, if I've articulated to you quite clearly, actually, you know, this is what's happened. What was your contribution? This is how you contributed to it. This is how I can mm -hmm. appreciate how I contributed to it. This is how it made me feel X, Y, and Z. Let's move forward, done. But they're mm -hmm. doing the same behavior again. I can't forget because I think it's quite, I think it's quite healthy to remember because mm -hmm. actually it allows you to set boundaries and it allows you to be able to put up your red flags when you see that fuckery behavior happening again yeah, for sure. whereas in some people just say you know it's about forgiving and forgetting no no no, no. it's not about it. yeah you, i think forgive yourself in order to like be able to move forward mm -hmm. but essentially i don't necessarily think that you can put it to bed but if it's the reoccurring behavior i, yeah. I don't think you know i think you do need to hold on to not the actual situation just mm -hmm. <laughs> the behavior i would say um but gay, can you forget? Do you forget when you forget? No, no. 
never I've never forgotten any action anyone's ever taken against me. Yeah. And what I have learned, and that's through going to therapy, through lots of work on myself, is setting expectations, right. having realistic expectations of what that person can truly give me. And if you want to prove me wrong, go ahead. If you can really come above and show me that behaviour has changed, then 100%, like, I will open up, you know, my, my degree of trust to you as a person bit by bit. Mm. But as long as I have expectations on their behaviour, I, I that is tied to what I am forgetting in that sense. Mm. So if I know that you are somebody who, I don't know, constantly, you just constantly omit the truth. You never really tell the full story. It's always like a little white light here and a little white light there. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not bigging myself up, but I'm very smart. <laughs> I can work stuff out. I can read Girl, things between... Talk. But I can team. read the lines. Like, I'm sorry. MSC. Right MSC. Right. <laughs> okay. Can, them, type, them letters there. Them letters. <laughs> I can read social cues. I can put, I can read between the lines. And often mm. I'm not wrong in the assumption that I come to. I have been, but not often, just to mm. say. Um, so for me personally, like you're not going to run rings around me after I've given you forgiveness. Like you only get like a, a couple of chances with me and then I'm like, ah, oh, it's okay. It's cool. Like go off and do your fuckery, but do it to other people. I don't need mm. to be involved in that. Like my, I don't know if I'll ever reach that level of like the highest state of self. I'm not sure if I ever will get there. I don't know if it's attainable. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, I don't, I've, it's unattainable. It's, I don't think it's it, yeah, it's not attainable. I think no. that, you know, as humans, we're forever evolving, forever learning, we're ever growing, mm. right? From a mentality perspective, a spirituality perspective, physicality mm. perspective, an emotional perspective. So when I do feel that, like, you know, sometimes, and I do see it sometimes in these social media accounts and, like, you know, mm. it's your higher self and, like, there's books and stuff like that. And I'm just like, really and truly, I don't think there's any, yeah, you can't reach that state. Even the previous book I was reading, remember I was mentioning one of the previous episodes I was reading the book around how to think like a Roman emperor the oh, whole yes. like the stoic practice of like mm -hmm. Marcus Aurelius and whatever and it was quite some cool kind of like advice and stuff mm -hmm. but I just don't feel that I could reach a level of stoicism is it stoicism mm -hmm. stoicism yeah, yeah. um yeah. because I just feel that it depends on the particular situation doesn't it mm -hmm. and you're forever and it depends on where your mental health is and the capacity that you've got to at that mm -hmm. moment in time that mental capacity if that makes sense yeah um but there's something really interesting that you said around um you know when you by you necessarily not forgetting, you're almost setting a standard or expectations for that individual mm -hmm. and the relationship you have with that individual. Mm -hmm. um, and it just made me thinking about how do you balance each situation as individual situations and not generalise, mm -hmm. kind of like yeah. that, because that could be quite hard. And I know I went yeah. back to saying, I, I know we mentioned about by us not forgetting that allows us to be able to identify and raise the red flags if you see the um, repeated behaviour moving forward. But I was talking, referring to an individual person, but sometimes mm. it can be quite hard not to generalise mm -hmm. the whole, or bucket all your friends or whatever, or different situations in one. So how do mm. you balance that? And to your point, stay and remain quite objective. Yeah, I think, you know what, it's really hard. And I think sometimes I'm thinking about relationships. I think people tend to do a lot of relationships. So if, like, they've been hurt by one partner, they think future partners will hurt, hurt them. Or, like, you know, they're measuring expectations by, you know, how someone's pre treated them previously. And that can also go for the perpetrators. So the ones that are hurting, again, mm. it's not come from nowhere. Like, it's probably from something that's happened to them. And that's why they do what they do. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of, like 
understanding that's an individual situation again i always advocate for therapy i actually think people have to do the work on themselves i think in any situation where um you are either the victim or the perpetrator and i hate using those words but they're interchangeable because you can be both but in those situations mm. where you are hurting people sometimes not aware maybe not aware of social cues maybe not understanding that like you know, some people, like, they have whatever they, you know, I've just used relationships because that's a really good example, but people have what they want right in front of them. They have it right there. Mm. And I saw someone say a really good, uh, saw a really good quote on social media about, it was referring to men, but I think it can refer to all of us, actually, that we can have mm. someone that's got 90% of the things that we want, but we focus on the 10% that they don't have. And we can leave the 90% to go and search for the 10. And when you get the 10, you realise, actually the 90% was way better than what I had. Why did I focus on those, the little yeah. bits that that person didn't have? Mm. So you might stay with the 10% person, but then you treat them badly because you're thinking about what you don't have. And mm. again, you have to look at why you left your 90% to go and get the 10. Why? It's not to do with the person that you was with because they had fundamentally most of the things that you asked for. But this 10% was giving you whatever it's missing, whether it's excitement, whether it's, I don't know, some level of stability, why are you searching for that inner person and not in yourself? Mm. So when it comes to forgiveness around any situation, I use relationships as an example, but the same can be said for family, you know, chasing relationships with parents who are not going to give you what you desire. And that's a really, I think that's one of the hardest pills for me as an adult myself to swallow. That mm -hmm. actually um, my parent might not give me what I'm looking for. And that hurts. You know, mm. that is really like, oh my gosh, like, how do you forgive your parents for things like this? That's really hard. So that's why I say, like, I advocate for therapy. Not the same type of therapy. There's so many different things. But I think talking, you know, talking with people. I was with friends on the weekend and we haven't seen each other for a long time. And we had some deep discussions about what has happened over the last couple of years. Like, deep. You know, like, everyone's in their own bubble, living mm. life, but it's deep. And you're like damn and we were like trying not to we're saying to each other like no don't be hard on yourself like you've got to forgive yourself so we know it we know it in practice when we say it to our friends and to our families like no you have to forgive yourself but i don't if you're that person i'm not even sure if you really understand what that means mm. so it's it's hard and i i don't know how you do it i don't know if you've got any better perspective on that no, I, I, I don't think I, I, I don't think I do. I think, as yeah. I said before, I think it's definitely a process mm. for you as individuals. Something that you said, and you know, it can take. Sometimes it could take two. It could take two days to two years to twenty mm. years. Essentially, I think it all depends on you know how intense the situation was versus that yeah. relationship. The impact it obviously had, what the fallout was, etc. And you know where you view that individual or that mm. situation or the the group of people, etc. So I think it's quite difficult, but I definitely think it's a process. And something that you said around a lot of people, when you think about forgiveness, it's almost like, do I, in order for me to forgive, I have to access or I have to go through this process by myself. Mm. Where something that you mentioned, which is quite interesting, when you were talking about when you were friends over the weekend, you were having deep conversations, etc. Mm. Actually, would it make it easier to forgive people or forgive a situation if you talk it out with other yeah. people? Um, I do feel that sometimes, I think, yeah, you can obviously share your experiences and this is what happened. And then obviously mm. you can get advice from your friends. But you're getting advice from your friends as to handle the situation, but do you get advice from your friends as to how to forgive? Because going back to your original yeah. point, we're not really taught how to do it. 
-hmm. and what that looks like exactly. So I don't mm -hmm. think I've got anything like additional to add, but it's just something that you mentioned that uh, yeah. that sparks kind of like a thought. Um, and then you, uh, I think, what about like, as you know, like obviously they say forgiveness is about healing and all mm -hmm. that, this and the third. And I think, you know what, I'm not kind of, I don't want to put rain on anyone's like meditation, spiritual kind of journey <laughs> parade. No, because there is some really great tools that's out there. And I think, you know, that's sometimes true. meditation works for some people. Meditation doesn't. Some people do journaling. Some people do mm -hmm. mindfulness. I can't sit there and do mindfulness to reach my highest version of myself. Mm. I might need to just have a glass of wine and smoke a cigarette and maybe go for a walk. It's whatever. Yeah. So everyone does their own thing. But we know that, you know, it's, forgiveness is, as I said, in, in the title for the enlightened. Uh, but uh -huh. what happens if, can you heal if you don't forgive? Yes. Agreed. <laughs> I agree. I have done plenty of times. I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> if I'm honest, I feel that, and I use my example of a very close family member um yeah. i would say yes i think for those of you who know i don't really have i've got quite a challenging or i would gonna say i don't really have a relationship with my sister mm -hmm. if i'm honest um and i feel that i can't continue to open my heart out mm. and and, and and give that good energy out there in the universe for then it to be thrown back in my face at a later stage or for mm. it to be disregarded or, bar or whatever. So I'm just like, mm, no, you know what? You, you just stay over there and I'll stay over here. Mm -hmm. I don't really need to com communicate with you. If I'm honest, I don't really forgive you for mm. the last interaction that we had. Um, and it is what it is. And I think I'm better off for it, if I'm honest. Because mm -hmm. I don't keep on playing it up in my head and be like, oh my God, if I'm not ready, I'm not ready to forgive her. Maybe that's something. Maybe I'm not ready to forgive her, actually. I think that's, I think that's Maybe I'm not key. ready to. 100%. Maybe I'm not ready. Because I might be trying to force. I think when people go to therapy, they might try to force, okay, cool, you know what, buy this there, I need to forgive that person. But, but some, as going back to my point, as this is the process, so if you're not ready to forgive, why force yourself to forgive? Because you're going to be yeah. thinking you're an unauthentic version of yourself. Yeah. And that's the worst part for mm -hmm. me to feel that I'm being an unauthentic version of myself and essentially I'm telling myself, I'm stopping myself from feeling feelings, mm -hmm. if that made sense. No, I agree. Uh, you know? I know exactly what you're saying because you're so busy trying to chase the healing of the situation between right. other person that you're losing sight of um, who you are as a person. That's happened to me multiple times where I've try to chase resolution with the person actually in front of me or speaking to them to be like, hey, why is this happening? Like, can we try and resolve it? Like, what's going on? And they're just giving me bricks. They're giving me rocks. They're giving me cold words. They're giving me harsh attitude. Mm. And I have to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. My name is Latoya. I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> one of those ones, you need to do them affirmations. I have to. Yeah, affirmations I'm, I am quick. one of one. I'm the only one, as Beyonce said, okay? So I literally... I have to to be like, no, actually, this is not for me to keep chasing in this situation. So for now, let's sever ties. Um, and then I will see if I'm ready to forgive at some point. Mm. But I'm okay not forgiving. Not because I particularly dislike the person, but I think I... And this links to therapy, because if anyone listening has been to therapy, right, a lot of the time when you go to therapy is normally linked to, like, someone's hurt you, someone's done something, something's triggered you, and now mm. you're in a really shitty place and you want to get out of it, 
but you you don't know how. So normally when you go to therapy, it's about self. You don't tend to, the other person is not there with you. So it's about you working out your triggers, working out why you've reacted the way you have and how to not do that again, how to mm -hmm. see the, the situation holistically. But you know what annoys me is that the person who is the perpetrator, the person who hurts, continues that shitty behavior with other people. So why are they not pulled up by their britches? And do you know what I mean? Like, why yeah. am I the person who has the baggage? I have to go to therapy to fix myself because someone's fucked me up. And mm. the person who's fucking everyone up is still out there fucking people up. So for me, what am I forgiving? That That's my point. And I'm not saying this from an angry point. I'm saying this from a, look, I've lived my life a little bit now. I'm older. There are people I forgive for things and other people I don't. And my point is, why am I forgiving those people in particular? Okay, yes, for myself, but I feel fine. And I'm not saying this from like a, I'm pretty, <laughs> no, I feel fine. Like, honestly, I'm okay. Because someone listens is going to go, she's not fine. No. She's not fine. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what I mean? But no, I actually am. And I'm saying this from a point of like, because I've been through so much in my life. Already, yeah. Already. That yeah. These little shitty things that people do. Yeah. You're, you become irrelevant to me because I know my power. I know my power in myself. I know the power of my mind. So it's not about holding on to things because you want to be angry. My point is, those people never go to therapy. The people who are the fuckers never go to therapy. They never fix themselves. They continue to inflict on their partners, on their family members, on their children. And some other poor person ends up in therapy because of their behavior. Like you've got mm. parents who they're like 70, 80, and they're still, they're still doing fuckeries. Even mm. at that age, even when their kids are big and grown, they still treat, they can still make that child feel like they're like seven years old again. And like their feelings don't matter. Yeah. So that's why I'm always a bit funny about like saying you have to forgive to heal because actually, of course, there's always going to be a part of myself that's like, oh, it would be really nice if, nice if those people apologise. It'd be really nice if those people really took the time to understand and recognise how they made me feel. But then the rest of myself is like, babe, are you going to sit in the dark room crying? Are you going to like sit and be journaling over these people for years and years to come? While you're sitting there journaling, people are out there living. Yeah, but, that's what it is. It's true. I mean? so, and I do, yeah. I think you raise a really good point in terms of, I think, yeah, back in the day when I was younger, I'll probably have a different stance on it. But I think now yeah. that, you know, I'm as, more established in comparison to where I was. And I mm. think that, you know, everyone and everybody's gone through a lot of shit. Right. But I think the older that you get, I think you don't necessarily, be, you don't feel the need to have to do that because to your point, you understand your mm. power, your purpose, the power of mm. your mind. So you just continue to move. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there was something else I was going to say. My mind's gone completely blank. <laughs> that was it. When you're talking about, um, uh, I'm more aware of mortality to your point. Yeah, right? yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I said, 100, I started laughing when you said you're aware of mortality because I was like, 110%. Because mm -hmm. when I'm going in the gym, I'm running that 5K and that heartbeat <laughs> goes above 150 for a 34 year old that smokes and drinks red wine. That's dangerous. You start to, you start to lose oxygen, bro. I'm not even going to lie. That's dangerous. Like, I can have a cardiac arrest and have a heart attack and die in the gym, right? That's just me running. So, when you talk about actually being more connected in terms of more um, the mortality I'm just like yeah you know what life is too short to be mm -hmm. sitting there waiting begging 
for uh, for uh, for this person to apologize in order for you to then move forward to forgive them because the reality of it is and i know this is going to come across really selfish mm. but the only person that you need to focus on is you mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. unfortunately i think unfortunately the only person you need to focus on is you but then you i think for those of you who really need that person to you know recognize and acknowledge then yeah i mean you know maybe try to facilitate what that looks like to see if that person's gonna you know apologize and then you can forgive them and then you can mm-hmm. eventually move on but i think it's you need to be aware that it that might never happen. Might not. And you have to accept that. They, it might. And also, I feel like you shouldn't have to reach out to people in order for them to say they're sorry. And I think that's... Uh, in the past, I've done that and I recognise that error now in my age in that, like, I sought out um, an apology, which, okay, it comes, but why did I have to seek that out? Like, you know, mm. I, I get it. People can be like, oh, I don't want to hear from you again, whatever. I, I, And I'm one of those people. I'm pretty like fuck you, get on with your life, don't speak to me again. That is mm. my stance on a lot of things. Mm. But also, if I've had to seek out an apology from you, that also speaks volumes to me. Because actually, if you're just genuinely sorry, at the time when you commit the action, you just say you're sorry. Mm. And I think sometimes, as hard as a pill it is to swallow, these people don't care. And I think that is the bit that when people are seeking forgiveness they can't reconcile with. That's the bit that holds you. No, 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 no. That's the bit that holds you back from being a bad bitch. Because you're literally like, but I know they care. Like they cared because like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, he used to take me out all the time or they care because like, and then when they do the action, your brain, something is not computing. Yeah, one and one is adding together and giving you 15. Because you're like, but they did this. So why are they doing this? It can't be because they, they don't care because they do care. No, they don't care. Like that, some people actually don't care I'm about laughing. what they've done to you. Know, you. I'm laughing because I'm looking. I'm, when you told me that you don't care, I'm just like, ooh. I was like, oh, yeah. Is that, that's, is that a little bad characteristic of you at Campbell, oh. which might be explored in another episode? You might have to potentially good yeah. and bad characteristics. Everyone's got good and bad traits. Of everybody. No, I mean I do. No, no. You know what? That might we'll explore that another time. Go ahead. Sorry, finish. <laughs> but yeah, like. I don't, I think once you accept that they, I'm not going to say 100% don't care. I'm going to say most times when people do certain things and you don't see remorse from their actions and they keep saying to you, I did X, Y, because what? And they just give me justification. I'm going to tell you right now, there's about a 90% chance that they actually don't care about what they've done. They Mm. care about either feeling guilty they feel guilty for uh, visibly hurting you. But in terms of the action, which you're seeking an apology for, it's not there, babe. So mm. as soon as you let go that point, that there's a potential reason or a potential thing that they actually don't care about what they've done, then you're on your way. Because mm. as soon as I started doing that, when I started to realise, actually, mm, actually, I don't think they care. Or they don't care about me the way that I deserve to be cared for. And there it is. It's because are you being treated the way that you want to be treated or the way that the person thinks you deserve to be treated? And that's the difference. Because if they're not, if they're treating you that way, boy. You heard it here first. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean Scriptures to be preachy. From Latoya. Yeah, good day. But Preacher. I just think, you're not going to find your higher self because like you're just basing your higher self on how someone treated you. Can you mm. listen to the logic? The person that did not even give birth to you, I'm not saying mum's here, let's exclude them, but someone else, a father, an uncle, a friend, mm. a boyfriend, a wife, these people did not give birth to you. 
Yeah, no, so what? why? Yeah, why? so why are you running? Why, 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 why are you watching it? Why are you running why, it down? Why? Just leave them. <laughs> because I just, yeah, I just, and you see, you know what? TikTok is a really good place to see these things. You see people post themselves showing the breakdown of their relationship, the last text that they were getting. When you see the text, you are, we've all been there, yeah, when you start getting them texts and that person's just not there for it anymore. Mm. And it becomes one word answers and just rude. Yeah, you're just, you're just <laughs> seeing it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. the writing was on the wall for you, babe. They don't care about you. Anyway. There's no deep trauma going on with this person at that moment in time. They don't care. Mm. So, again, I have used relationships a lot, but I think the same can be applied to, you know, families, you know, even even your workplace, because, boy, you're replaceable. You're repla- like, you're replaceable. So, anyway. I knew that. I found that out. <laughs> <laughs> We'll come back to that in well, another to be fair, episode. They replaced me yet. <laughs> Gonna be a tough hire. <laughs> and there it is. And there it is. But so closing thoughts then. So obviously yes. in light of our new episode, our new season, I should say, this little life of mine, and obviously mm. we've explored like, you know, forgiveness and stuff. What would be your closing remarks or closing thoughts for any of our wigs and Snapchats that you would like them to take away on the topic of forgiveness? Hmm. I would say forgiveness looks different to different people. We've Mm. obviously given our stance, you know, and there are similarities in the way that we forgive and choose not to forgive. So you can't take what we're saying as gospel because like you had said, if you're somebody who you do really need like something from that person or you do, you just can't let go of the situation, then I think it's up to you to seek what that is. Like, what is it you're looking for? Is it validation of your feelings? Is it remorse? Is it accountability? I think you have to pinpoint what it is that you need in order mm. to forgive. But also just to do that when you're ready and not feel like you've got to do it right now. Because like you had said as well, there's so many circumstantial things going on in our lives. Like maybe that moment in time is not the right moment to release feelings that you have towards them. Um, but when you're ready, you just do your own time. Just do your own time, babes. Yeah, I would agree. I think, yeah, just to echo that, it's a process. I think it's mm. very individual and bespoke to you as an individual Mm -hmm. or to the individual situation i think it does take time as well and i do think that you know what you might not be ready to forgive the individual and that's okay like give yourself that space where you can obviously Mm -hmm. if the individual or the situation or the group of people have apologized to you and it's genuine Mm -hmm. then i would say you can say you know what i've heard your apology but i'm not in a space where i can forgive you yet i'm not saying i won't but I'm just not in the space where I can do it yet. Because I think that it has to be quite authentic to yourself. Because once you start sure. forcing your healing or forcing the forgiveness, then you start to feel that you're being an unauthentic version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that could be quite, that that has a massive impact on your mental health. On top of the trauma that the individual put you through. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell, now I've got to give, forgive this person quickly. I don't want to. Now I've got to forgive myself, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. When I've, I've definitely not been an authentic version of myself, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I just think, yeah, it is definitely a process. Um, take the time. And I think, you know, the older that you get when you're closer to mortality, when you're running on that treadmill, <laughs> Mill, yeah, when you're faithful running that treadmill and your heart is going at 170, Ooh. yeah, you need to know, yeah, you could go and make, you could find your maker quite yeah. quickly. So <laughs> you just need yeah. to take time and then things, you know what, you don't, don't set the small stuff, you just kind of like move, you just Agreed. move. So, yeah, 
But there you go. That brings Ooh. us to the end of uh, the first episode, Forgiveness for the Enlightened, as yes. part of our season four, um, This Little Life of Mine. You've been listening Ooh. to the Snatch Podcast with your lovely host, Ewitt, and the queen of Jalof, the, no, the Jalof fairy godmother, Latoya. Oh, I like that one. That's Yes, me. that's Ooh. the one I need to keep saying, the fairy, yeah. the Jalof fairy godmother. Um, yeah. As I said, if you are not following us, please feel free to follow us. Contact at Snatched. No, contact.snatchpod... Sorry, let me start again. Email us, contact at snatchpodcast.com or you can follow us on Instagram, snatch.podcast and you can listen to this uh, podcast and many more on Apple iTunes. No, <laughs> Apple is iTunes. Apple <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Amazon Music. Wigs yeah. and Snapchats, listen, me and the toys had to do this this episode in our lunch break. We've oh, got wow, six, yeah. we've got four more minutes until we go back to another meeting. So yes. we're gonna love and leave you. But we hope you enjoy. Yes. <laughs> and we'll see you around soon. See you soon, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>